One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. From the number one Sunday Times bestselling author of Her Majesty's Royal Coven, comes the stunning sequel, The Shadow Cabinet. Join the witches of Hebden Bridge for more magic, mayhem and romance as they take on dangerously sexy warlocks and witchfinders. Available in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Bridgerton star Nicola Coughlin. The Shadow Cabinet, the new novel from Juno Dawson, is out now. Hello and welcome to So I Got Thinking, your weekly Sex and the City podcast where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you are listening to Peppermill, Juno Dawson and emotional support turtle, Dylan B. Jones. <laughs> Hi, Dylan. Hi, Juno. Um, we, at the moment, are doing weekly reviews of season two of Unjust Like That for our sins. And um, this week's episode comes with a slight content warning because inevitably we will be talking about weight, obesity, body shaming, all yeah. things around weight. Um, so, yeah, I feel it's the belts, responsible pink, thing pink to do. Belts. Pink belt this course. Um so yes, let's get in let's get into it. We've been watching season two, episode eight, which was called A Hundred Years Ago. A hundred years ago, was it really? Okay. Dylan, it do was. you have a potted synopsis? I do. So Naya's not in it. Sorry, Naya. <laughs> sorry, no. Um. I do not know that woman. <laughs> sorry, sorry to you. Sorry to that woman. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations. <laughs> Do you remember that? That used to be that used to get played all the time. It was like mm-hmm. an audio meme back, mm-hmm. back when the internet was a bit weirder. Um, yeah, so no Naya. She is off doing her own thing. So um, that's two, her, to be two episodes this season. She sat out. Yeah, and it made me wonder, like maybe Karen Pittman's on like a different contract or something. Mm. Yeah, uh, mm. or maybe they just don't know what to do with that character. Yeah, well, mm. <laughs> um, Charlotte is going back to work mm-hmm. and um, has a crisis related to that, which we'll get into. Mm. Carrie and Aiden are in full swing. Mm. Um, <laughs> we come to them having spent days in bed, which is very them. They've done that before with their bucket of chicken and gay porn in the original show. Che is continuing to work at their. Uh, veterinary surgery. Mm-hmm. Is it a vet's? Is it a vet's or a, a dog? Sh- oh, who cares? I think it's a vet's. Yeah, because the, <laughs> the dog, vet's. the dog was in there having a cyst removed, so it must be a vet's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Che. Um, oh yeah, and 
They quite cleverly, I'll give them this, bring Che back into the fold by having Carrie and Aiden rent there, or like part rent there. Uh-huh. Um, Miranda is working at humans, hu- interning at Human Rights Watch. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's not the best representation, really, of Human Rights Watch. <laughs> um, she, yeah, um, she comes up up against some awkwardness at Human Rights Watch. Um, Seema, uh, and yeah, some some interesting, like, the, the yes. highlight for me this week was the interesting um, stuff with Carrie and Seema's Yeah, and the yeah. whiff of a Marvel romance for Seema. Yeah. <laughs> In in slightly more heightened news, yeah, but we'll 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 get to that. Um, LTW, not much. Not she's much. in it. She goes she's to the shops. It. Yeah, goes to the shop. Yeah, she age shames <laughs> a young shop assistant. Um, oh, yeah. But we'll we'll get to that. So I think let's start with the big headline, which is continuing from last week. Aiden is back. Aiden is back in a big way. And I say big way, very pointedly. Oh, Ooh. yeah, right. Mm. So Carrie says to Miranda that she thinks big might be a big mistake, might have been a big mm. mistake. I really rolled my eyes at that. I was like, no, come on, this is too convenient. Suddenly she's like, oh, I think it was a mistake. What do you think? I think all our beautiful listeners should go and listen to the substack of a writer and journalist I really, really admire called Terry White, the former editor of um, Empire Film Magazine. Um, she has a wonderful substack anyway. But at the moment you can read, and I believe you can read it for free, um, Terry has written a very long form essay about this episode of And Just Like That. And she oh. spells it out. Sorry, Dylan, I could have sent this to you in advance, but I'm gonna I'm gonna influence <laughs> you as well as the rest of our listeners. And go read <laughs> Terry's most recent post. It's called And Just Like That, they burnt it all down. Um oh. and Terry makes the case very strongly that this plot with Aiden is on very thin ice because Terry argues very with evidence to support her points that we have spent 25 years invested in a narrative arc that was about Carrie and Big where the original the original six seasons um let's and and also the first film very much um were about Carrie and Big and yeah. everything within the 6 years was designed to have Carrie and Big evolve in such a way that they could kind of get together and make it work you know yeah. both Carrie and Big had some growing and learning to do but then come the end of season 6 which obviously we will be getting to very soon in in our regular episodes <laughs> oh, yeah that was God, where that feels like a million yeah that was feels where like it a million years ago always headed you yeah. know those those 6 seasons Darren Star Michael Patrick King everything was about maneuvering Carrie and Big together and any other ending wouldn't have worked in a way the more I think about it the more I think this in a a litany of Mm. sins this is perhaps I'm just like that's biggest sin well we need in some ways yeah I'm prepared to give them a benefit of the doubt because we still have three episodes left nine ten and eleven so we've got three episodes left anything can happen in those three episodes 
Yeah. But ooh, this. But I mean, oh, is this jeopardy? So there's one one of two things are happening to my mind. Either this is some sort of weird jeopardy where we as an audience are meant to be deeply concerned for Carrie that she is kind of shitting on Big's legacy. Possibly. And we as an audience, we as an audience can see that, you know, again, Chris knows aside, let's separate the art from the artist. Chris knows yeah. aside, Carrie and Big were deeply in love and were deeply yeah. right for each other. Even if we have that one 40 minute episode before he carked it. You know, we saw there they were truly happy. And we said, uh, didn't we, with Clara, the chemistry was right. Mm -hmm. We really felt like it was carrying big. We felt like we were back in Sex and the City. Um, Listening to their final, cooking together, going to the mountains for the weekend. (laughs) Um, But again, but also like we said, not mad at them killing him off. No. Um, because otherwise there wasn't any point. There, there really yeah. wasn't a point for us to be here if Big was still alive. So, but killing him off is killing him off didn't dest- strangely like didn't destroy he, him and Carrie's relationship. Like they still have a relationship when he's dead. Mm. Um, but this it really risks destroying that relationship. And I like to think they know that. The only worry, as Terry pointed out, Terry's done a real deep dive and she's read interviews by Samantha Irby. Mm. who it seems that Samantha Irby truly believes that Aiden was the one for Carrie. She said in interviews that, you know, she she always felt Carrie should have ended up with Aiden. Oh, Samantha. Oh, Samantha. That's a red flag. (laughs) Because by Carrie saying, was big a big mistake, I think as an audience... And don't get me wrong, I fancy Aiden more than Big. I never fancied Mr. Big. But I understand that Carrie and Big were right for each other. Yeah. um, In a way that Carrie and Aiden are not. Like, Carrie is shopping for a fucking chopping board. Give me strength. I think Miranda has the the audience reaction. Mm. Miranda's like... Her face like changes. I still don't don't know know what to say. I don't know what to say. Um, But Carrie talks about orgasms. Which is nice. Yeah. She says she has she's had some amazing orgasms, talks about sex. Maybe she's digmatized. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. But it, it's kind of. But it is interesting. The other characters are wary, mm-hmm. slightly. Like Che, che uh, seems to love Aiden. But particularly Seema and Miranda are are wary of, yeah. what, of and think and think she's sort of think she's going too fast. And I really hope. So if I, I let let's give them the benefit of the doubt, and they know that that line was big a big mistake was meant to cause this kind of reaction from the audience, which is as an audience we were meant to go no, Carrie, no, it was not a big mistake. Mm. Um, let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt and think <sighs> that they know exactly what they're doing. And that this, I we, mean, we are meant to, let's, Dylan, we are giving them the benefit of the doubt. Join me on the delusion train. Hop on board. Because I think the, the other alternative, which is that we're winding the series down and Carrie is going to marry Aiden. While also, and that, you know, while I could appreciate that she's met this very different man who is light years away from her ex, her dead husband, and that she can find happiness again. That's a nice story. But for her to actually say, oh, do you know what? Big was a mistake and I could have been with Aiden this whole time. I could have had his three rustic children. 
It's kind of like wild. I would honestly rather like, it's just so, it would be such a safe, for a show that, to its credit, one mm-hmm. of the things I both love and hate about it is its anxiety-inducing unpredictability. Mm-hmm. Um, for a show that's been so, unpre- made a point of being so unpredictable and wild, it's such a safe fucking predictable decision for mm. her to end up with Aiden in the end. I would rather she ended up with Miranda. <laughs> but I say, it just doesn't <laughs> that would make be sense. Amazing. The notion, yeah. the notion that I would get together with an ex from 20 years ago is bizarre. I was a child 20 years ago. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, yeah. But also I think, you know, Terry points out in her essay that let, let's be really clear eyed about her relationship with Aiden. He says he can't be with her unless she stops smoking. So he forces her to change to suit him. He mm, yeah, hated that. He hated hits that. her when he slaps on her smirking patch. He yeah. punishes her emotionally by flirting with a barmaid to get back at her for her affair with Big. He mm. tells her, you know, he he wants to have a quickie wedding that Carrie hates so that he can lock lock it down um, mm. so that everyone knows that she is his. Baddie, baddie. So now that, yeah. red flags, you know. Yeah. True. The country cabin gets a mention. Yep, Suffern. <laughs> Suffern gets a brief mention. Also, like, I loved Seema when Carrie's, like, going on and on. And that fucking dialogue about, like, the chicken and, like, just all of that. And then, like, it cuts to Seema and she's like, truthfully, I checked out at Farmhouse. It was like, yeah, me too, Seema. <laughs> Thank God for Seema. Thank, Thank God for Seema. Um, so let's actually, let's do Seema now because actually the, yeah. it's so instrumental in the Carrie story this week. So the story here is that Carrie is guilty of something that let's hold our hands up. I think at some point in our lives, we've all been guilty of it, of when we're deep into the sex haze, yeah. that we can neglect our friends. It's I've done it. Carrie's done this before as well. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when she's like in, in, the, in the original show, when she's supposed to be meeting, I think it might be season one even, she's supposed to be meeting Miranda for lunch mm-hmm. um, and just doesn't turn up and Miranda calls her and Carrie's like, oh, sorry. I oh, know it's season... Oh, yeah, I can't remember. But oh, Harry's like, oh, sorry. this veal. <laughs> the veal. Yeah, that's You're it. You're standing me politically... up for a piece of politically incorrect meat. <laughs> but that's how Miranda meets Steve, because she's in the bar. Oh, yeah. And Steve's there. But, um, so yeah, Carrie helped her with that one. But anyway, um, we've all done, yeah, we've all done it. We've all done it. And it's, I think you're allowed in your life to do it once. As a friend, mm. you are also allowed to call your friends out on it and be like, yeah. men come and go, friends are there forever. You might want to water that little <laughs> plant of friendship. Um, because I tell you what, I've had friends where the plant has withered and died. I think I think every woman knows that woman we do not see anymore because as yeah. soon as she met a man, she went off radar. Not going to name any names yeah. because I don't know who listens to this podcast. Yeah. But there are some <laughs> friends that I basically, everything was really lovely until they got a boyfriend and then they became a crazy hermit. And now we don't invite them to parties anymore. I'm, I, well, I'm, it's one of my paranoias. I, and I think you as well. I think we're both, me and you are both very aware of not getting absorbed into our partners. Um, but it can be, I mean, don't get me wrong, this is a lovely problem to mm-hmm. have. 
but it can be tough sometimes to like get the get the balance right. Yeah. Um, I once was. Got... I, I I won't say who which relationship it was because I think he might actually listen to the podcast. But there was <sighs> one where it was a little bit imbalanced in that I definitely spent a lot more time with his friendship group than he spent with mine, and that was very yeah. unlike me. But at the time, I was. I was quite sad and I wasn't enjoying living in London. And, and actually it was when that relationship ended, I decided to move back to Brighton because I wanted to be nearer my friends again. So It's interesting as well, like, because like, Chris has a very, Chris and I both have very active social lives. Mm-hmm. And I really like his friends. Um, oh my God, you slept from... with them. <laughs> only only three of them. <laughs> but, um, Conservative. I, but I often can't, I often can't make it to like stuff with his friends because I need to see my friends. And But yeah, lovely, lovely problem to have. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Seema... She calls her out on it. Yes. Yeah. Do it, Seema. Let her have and it. And she, she's like, I need a cigarette for this conversation. And do you know what I thought she was going to say? Which would have been amazing. I thought she was going to be like, I slept with Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. Okay, I did not think that was going to happen. <laughs> but I would have loved that. Like, yeah, I slept with him during the face tick era. He yeah, also yeah. told me you ruined his chance of loving everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we've we've done the maths on how quickly Aiden must have met, married and impregnated his now ex-wife. Because remember, it didn't quite add up. Um, yeah, true, actually. When yeah. she sees him in season six... Um, and he's got the baby strapped to him. He's got Sarah Jessica Parker's baby strapped to him. Yeah. Um, we that the maths on that one does not add up. Um, so somehow he fucked Nina Katz and got another woman pregnant in that <laughs> very short interim. Um, oh, yeah, Nina Katz. Nina Katz. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so I love how our listeners know exactly what I'm doing from that sound yeah, effect because were, we're all we're all so deep into the cult. But um, <laughs> yeah, so. Seema, and I loved the scene. I love that she tries to escape from Carrie while having her hair washed. Um, yeah. I mean, I love like that she like <laughs> when she like leans round and yeah. looks, and she's like, "Oh, there's <laughs> one hairdresser in all of Manhattan, and they all go to the same one." Um, um, but great acting from both of them in that scene where they're chatting outside in the yeah, rain. Yeah, in the rain. And I really like Carrie. I don't know if she was in the right or not. I think she probably wasn't. But I love it when it's quite unexpected when Seema says she needs space and Carrie's like, no, I'm not going to give you space. No. Um, but you get it because of Samantha. The, yeah. the, I really saw on, on Carrie's face the fear that I can't lose another friend. I gave Samantha space and she hasn't come back. Um, yeah. And obviously Seema's not been in our life for very long, not helped by the fact that Seema has barely been in this season. Mm. But I really believe that Carrie loves Seema. Yeah. Um, and that Seema was really instrumental to her grieving process. Yeah. And but I also understand Seema that she's finding this all. She and oh god, I'm so obsessed with Sarita Chowdhury. Just more, Same. more of her, please, because even though she's had so little this year, I really respected that she. She's like, I know this is my problem. Like I'm evolved enough to know that this is between me and my therapist. But yeah. I'm really struggling with your newfound happiness because yeah. I I'm not there, you know, and 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 similarly, I'm so glad the the bizarre Hamptons chat last week kind of paid off because that real sense of it kind of both is and isn't about the house in the Hamptons. What what mm. I, what I really felt Seema wanted to say is you found someone and I haven't, and that's shit. But yeah. the kind of having having 
the Hamptons house there, which is which is I don't want to spend the summer with you and your boyfriend in the Hamptons. And it does. I mean, God, I talk about my friend Carrie so much on this podcast, and every week she every week she messages me and said you mentioned me again. Sorry, Carrie. Um, once upon a time, and it's it's one of the worst things I've ever done. And I still feel guilty about it, about fucking, I think we are now looking at, I think we're 12 years on and I still feel shit about this. Oh, wow. Which is, I think Kerry and I had made sort of vague plans to kind of go to Paris or something, or there was some chat about us going somewhere. I can't even remember where we were going to go. But I had just started dating a man who was crew for British Airways and right. as obviously uh. as part of his job he got friends and family travel and I was still teaching I had a half term holiday coming up and he was like oh my god during our half term holiday I've got a four day trip to Dubai and it's like 90 pounds <laughs> and you'll get to fly first class so without without even thinking about it I of course bit his hand off and was like yeah <laughs> my god first class to Dubai like Spoiler alert, Dubai is horrible, but that's another story. Um, but I just, it, Kerry, this vague plan I'd made with Kerry hadn't even entered my head. Yeah. And Kerry... You just get, ca- Kerry just get carried away. Man. Yeah, I got, I got yeah. carried away. Um, and Kerry seamed me, and I'm glad she did. She was like, but we had plans. Also, it's the cherry on the cake that it's that it was Dubai as well. <laughs> like, the, 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 the shittest place. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know for those girlies out there who are thinking, oh, maybe I'll take a trip to Dubai. Don't. don't. I've um, been as well. It is, yeah. it is, oh. If you, do you I mean, like do. shopping centres? Do you like <laughs> paying to go on a beach? Do you like having to dig away to find a scrap of an original culture? Um, yeah, <laughs> Do you do- like having to queue to get on a balcony because there are so many influencers on the balcony taking taking selfies? <laughs> Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Anyway, no. yeah, so Ke- Kerry seemed me and she was like, we, we had plans and... Mm. I'm so glad. At the time, I was like, oh, what's her problem? I've just fallen in love. But, um... Because let's face it, I was I think I was about twenty six at the time. But um, I am I'm glad she did because you can't do that. You know, your friends are important, and you've yeah. got to maintain those friendships. And you'll regret it later. Oh my god, hundred percent. You will really regret it later. Yeah, um, I, I'm, gl- um, I'm glad to say that we're still best friends. Like twelve uh, years yeah. on, we're fine. We're over. I, I think not to blow my own trumpet, but I think I'm. <laughs> very good at not doing that. You are a great friend. Um, you are a really good you. friend. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure probably some friends listening will <laughs> contra- <laughs> like, contradict like, me. That cunt Dylan B. Jones. I someone will message me. Say, if you message to Dylan B. Jones, <laughs> so, yeah, there someone, could someone be someone a bit of a time lapse. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're on WhatsApp now. It could have been worse. You used to have to send yeah. a pigeon. So. <laughs> <laughs> um... Right, should we have a break? I think so. Yeah, have we dealt with Seema? Because with... there wasn't well, there was some resolution with Seema in that she, so Carrie gives her a little space, and then they have a dinner at the end, and Seema does. I don't really, I don't, I don't quite know the politics of that. Carrie gave Seema some space, and it was yeah. what Seema needed, and yeah. it was enough for her to come back. So you can see why Carrie was worried Seema wouldn't come back, but Seema's a good friend, and she was true to her word. She just needed to sit with it a minute. Yes, and then turn up looking stunning. Stunning. Um, oh, also, just a quick, with her mm. and the Marvel director, yes. you know, I made. 
uh, that I really liked that she said, which is very true. She said, a demanding straight is much worse than a picky gay, which is true. Why is that true? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just um, I love that we got to see Seema at work with, I believe, that man. You know, her partner. Yeah, who is he? It's I Lex Luthor him. from The New Adventures of Superman. Oh my God. It's Daniel, <laughs> I believe his name is Daniel Shea. Very sort of like seasoned TV actor. He was the Lex Luthor opposite Terry Hatcher's Lois Lane. He uh, was in <laughs> Gremlins Two. He's the he's <laughs> Daniel Clamp, the the fake Donald Trump in Gremlins Two, the new bad. He's in the he's in the Good Wife. He's got a sort of he reminds me of like a wolf. He looks like a wolf. He has been on our TV for the best part of forty <laughs> years. Just one of those absolute. TV actor And I was so glad When he popped up I was like Who's that Who's that, who's that? Oh my god It's Lex Luthor With a beard um, I also didn't hate From the from the glimpse We got of him Didn't hate Robbie Gador The film director He could be Quite an I, entertaining I wonder character. if he's going To be a love interest For Miss Seema Yeah um, I think so I thought at first I was like I thought it was Taika Waititi In some sort of um, yeah. Cameo I wonder if that's Very that Sort of if he's meant to be But I think he's supposed He's like Taika Waititi meets Robert Downey Jr. Given that he's doing a meets Marvel like, film, meets like a, a bit of Lin Manuel about him as yeah, well. Yeah, so like that kind of vibe. Hooray for Seema getting a plot! <laughs> Yay! It's arrived. <laughs> Sorry, Naya. Seema's got a plot this week. <laughs> Do you know what would have been so good if, it, right at the very end of the episode, we just cut back to Naya still going on that still spoon eating, <laughs> still eating that cake. <laughs> Four weeks later, just licking the spoon. Ah, she hasn't left the house. <laughs> oh, it's just just the briefest of clips of her just putting the spoon down. She's finished. <laughs> She's finished her cake. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm sorry, I've gone hysterical. We need to take a break because this is it. This is finally, this is what's broken me. Oh, God. Right, we'll see you in a minute. I'll have had a Valium, it'll be fine. <laughs> This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back. 
I have composed myself. <laughs> I have. I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Welcome back. So I got thinking. This week we are talking about... Sec- um, no, we're not. I'm just like that. Season two, episode eight, a hundred years ago. 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 Um, yeah, Carrie and Aiden, red flags galore. Seema, yeah. good friend. Let's talk about... Okay, now this is, again, content warning. We're going to talk about mm. Charlotte... And some body image weirdness. Mm. Ooh, Dylan. Now, while on one hand, let's talk about the good. Really glad that Charlotte's gone back to work. Yeah, but I mean, like, it'd be nice to fucking actually see her at work rather than fiddling mm. with a belt. Yes. Like, this, I was really struggling with this. I don't have, a, I, I don't have an issue with the theme per se. Like, body image... And like, I get that like Charlotte would be self conscious about her little belly, and a lot of a lot mm. of older people are self conscious when as their bodies change as they get older. I don't mind that, but it's just the way it was executed was just like so bad. Hundred <laughs> percent. And this is not the first time Sex and the City has done this. This mm. is a show which celebrates thinness above all else. Whether oh, yeah, it always has. Sh- whether it's. Um, Miranda getting back into her skinny jeans because she forgets to eat or doesn't have time to eat. That's yeah. an eating disorder. Um, Samantha. Samantha's ridiculous. Was oh, it in the, the first the, movie? Yeah, in the first movie. So, what's with the gut? Oh, horrific. Ugh. Horrific. Um, um, Charlotte scurrying around a spa oh, yeah. because she hates her... Was it her thighs she hates? No, the other woman was like, I hate my thighs. She just just generally being naked, I think yeah, she was just, self-conscious about. You know, wild scenes. Yeah. And so while I'm glad that finally after 25 years, um, we are talking about body image and the way that our bodies change as they get older, um... This was some strange, strange the, way of tackling it. And her answer, very, her answer to not fitting into the, or she did fit into the dress, the answer to the belt yeah. not sitting how she wanted it to sit, was to starve herself. She went on a fucking burn broth is a grift. Let's be very, very clear. Burn broth is stock. <laughs> Let's be very yeah. clear. It's stock. Just, it's water. It's, it's water with Salty an oxo water. cube in it. Yeah, burn yeah. broth. What what a fucking grift that is. So um, um, and then and then basically put a corset on, like the modern day version of putting a corset mm. on um, with the spanks. And they're um, very expensive. And then she threw them away. Oh well, I mean. <laughs> um, and then I was really uncomfortable with how it concluded. Oh God, Dylan. Yeah, we haven't got to that yet. Christ. Like. Are we supposed to think that it's fine being it's fine being a bit podgy as long as there's someone podgier than us? Like what? On well, that's earth? kind of what I got from it, which is well, at least I'm not as big as her. Yeah, like, like Jesus. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, um, and as as well the the Galleriana whose name I've forgotten, um, 
obviously oh, yeah. was meant to kind of be some sort of bastion of body positivity. Right, empowered. In that blah, she's blah, blah. existing in a larger body and wearing a crop top and she yeah. walks up and down stairs with agency. <laughs> it's like, so patronising. It had yeah. whiffs of Sex in the City too patronising about it. And I'm going to say it again, and and this is why, so listeners, I've, I sometimes email um, people who work on the show, like actors, crew, cast, whatever, asking them to come on the podcast. And I think maybe part, works, of the reason, but... <laughs> part of the reason, part of the reason it never works is because we slag them all off all the time. But I don't care. Michael Patrick King, this has him written all over it again, and he needs to stop. Like, stop writing your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> Juno Dawson will never be working for HBL. Let's just follow. <laughs> Um, well, I said it. There are two Juno blame... Dawsons in the world. There's the one who does this podcast, and then there's a very different woman who's a professional screenwriter, and we're different. Let's... Do you know what? I've almost finished her book. She's very good. Who? Oh, yeah, Juno <laughs> Dawson. We love her. Love her. Um, love her. But, um, yeah, I think um, I if we're meant to take anything else from that thread, which is... because. Okay, so let's get, again, benefit of the doubt. It's a crowded train, but jump on board again. Are we meant to think that Charlotte doesn't feel better herself because there is someone larger at her workplace? Or is she meant to think, how silly I was to be worried about my body when this woman is, is, empowered. So, is so empowered and has embraced her body? I think. I think perhaps... I think it's not a stretch to say that that probably was the intention, but it just came off wrong. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. And I'm not excusing them for that. Like, do a better job, make better TV. And do it but as well, it just, it sort of, it feels like, it, it's quite sad, although it's quite Charlotte, I suppose, that her reaction was to sort of try to starve herself. But yeah. this this actually segues really, really nicely because I think there is obvious parallels between her plot and Miranda's plot this week. That mm. this is a woman who has... Granted, she's had an enormous career break. And I know this is a very real anxiety for a lot of women who've had a career break to have children. And not just women, because sometimes men have babies as well. But mm. um, I have a friend... Shout out to my friend Sam, who I know also listens to the podcast. Um, Sam used to work for a law firm and has now had um, a good decade out of the profession. And essentially, she could not get back in because mm. younger, hungrier people had filled her role. And yeah. there was this, I think, absolutely wild presumption within her line of work that she had become de-skilled that you know yeah. somehow having babies had each child when it was in her body had munched away a part of her brain that had led her to be one of the most skilled professionals at that law firm which is garbage and yeah this takes us beautifully into the miranda plot line which i really really loved yeah it was good it was good. That um the boss at the human rights watch, she's a wrong one, isn't she? <laughs> what Rainer? Um, Pregnant Rainer. Yeah, do you think? Like I think she's being a bit manipulative, maybe. Um and sort of like sort of like um Yeah, just I mean overlooking the, those two interns. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah? Because Miranda no, no. has well, thirty is... years of experience. It's a it's true. a fucking yeah. no brainer. 
And yeah. I think the show has obviously tangled itself up in knots with Miranda again, sort of <clears throat> shades of season one Miranda with all oh, my privilege. You're a woman in the legal industry. Like we've seen the way Miranda was talked down and talked over by white men for years. Yeah. You know, any woman is still at a disadvantage. Yes, she's a white woman. Yes, she's a rich woman. But let's not forget she's still a woman in a male-led industry. I wrote in my notes, this is how you do a privilege storyline. Like it was it like it was exploring privilege from like various angles and it was interesting and it didn't feel like we were being whacked over the head with it. And Miranda is up against two very young women in their 20s who, let's be fucking yeah. honest, have not paid their dues. They just yeah, don't have the, boss, the experience that that's Miranda what the boss does. Says. Yeah. And yeah, Miranda yeah, beating herself up for her experience is some fucking patriarchal bullshit. She's an mm. expert. She's highly, highly skilled. And Raina mm. says, why are you dimming your shine? You know, and I mm. fully agree with her, which is... And this is one of the things that I think the show does do quite well, actually, which is about getting older women to recognise their value. You know, and I mean, we can even look at Miranda fucking that 19-year-old off the bed with Richard. You know, because while Alexa might be 19, Samantha has moves that child cannot even dream of, kind of. (laughs) And that is because youth, I'm sorry to say it, Gen Z, youth is absolutely no replacement for experience, you know. Um, And they, there's a brief, uh, I really liked Lisa's line in the shop, Mm -hmm. to the shop girl, where she was like, you're 25, that's your that's your sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, when you're our age, you'll understand. Yeah. Um, sort of knowing that, like, Charlotte was was behaving... Yeah, Charlotte was outrageous to the shop assistant. Yeah. The shop assistant oh, yeah, was awful. frosty. The shop assistant embodied a lot really, of things we all hate about shop assistants. But Really loved her side eye when yeah. they first came in mm. and she was like, ugh. Mm. Um, God, Charlotte's had bad luck with shop assistants this year. Maybe yeah, there's just, like, just something about Charlotte that sets them on edge. Maybe it's because she's a white woman. A Karen. Um, so, um, yeah, there's... Um, I really, I, I could see where that plot was going. It hurt me to see Miranda kind of try to ingratiate herself with those cunty girls. You know, when they oh, were yeah. texting about Miranda, I would have fucking nutted them. Um, I thought that was a really effective scene. Just yeah. the, the noise alert back and yeah. forth. I thought that was really good. Yeah. You're like, put your phones on cunty. silent. She wouldn't even know. Yeah. So cunty. So cunty. <laughs> and also Miranda, again, I, I just, in the end, I wish she'd reach that by herself. I wish Miranda had said to those girls, why don't you fuck off? You're shit at your job. You're knocking off at 4.30 when I'm here at 6. Yeah. Kind of like... Maybe yeah. she will next week. Maybe next week she'll be boss, bad boss Miranda because Miranda is back. Like Miranda's she, you know, back. We're Miranda's finding our way back to Miranda and I love she's it. She's giving no-nonsense relationship advice. She's mm. got her red hair. She's mm. back. Loving it. <laughs> love it. Um... I'm not sure there's anything to say about the others. I suppose we should probably speak about Anthony. I was talking about Anthony um, with a writer friend <laughs> in a meeting yesterday. Um, <laughs> right. I want to say who it is, but um, it was a gay man. Both of us had <laughs> some misgivings about whether Giuseppe would fancy Anthony. Oh. Now, now, Giuseppe, yes, you can say you find Anthony amusing as many times as you want, but 
I've lived on the gay scene. I was on the gay <laughs> scene for the first 31 years of my life. What do you think, Dylan, as someone who is still on the gay scene? Well, it has parallels with Stamford and Marcus, doesn't it? Which is interesting. Um, Maybe she just makes him laugh. Yeah. I don't know. Like you see some, you see some um, unlikely couples, unlikely couplings. Um, Giuseppe's. Uh, uh, well, for, I'm not buying that Giuseppe's gay. Like really, um, but I'm willing to overlook it because I have finally got what I wanted, which is like a proper storyline for Anthony. I thought the stuff about him being a bit, uh, like, freaking out when he found out Giuseppe was gay. I thought that was kind of interesting. You can't fucking fire um, someone for being gay. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Even if you're gay, no. Yeah. Um, but it made me think what I do want and what we haven't seen yet. So this is the next thing mm. I want. <laughs> I'm full of demands with, like, gay storylines on Sex and the City. Um, I want gay sex. I want gay fucking on Sex and the City. We haven't seen it yet. Ever. No. Um, which when I realised that I was like oh that's interesting gay male fucking yeah um, do you know what it is maybe it's because I find Anthony so obnoxious I find it just very hard to believe anybody would like him <laughs> yeah he's not like yeah I know what you mean and it's he's not unattractive Mario Cantone no not at all but it's more, he's so abrasive it's more, it's more his demeanour mm. yeah like he's so like inaccessible um, which is not sexy um, I liked Anthony and Charlotte on the phone just completely ignoring each other. <laughs> like, Their just friendship is quite cursed, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gay anal sex, please, next week is what I want. <laughs> there's, there's, let's manifest here, let's put it out into the universe. <laughs> there was Stanford with the dolls. But mm-hmm. that wasn't like a full sex scene. They sort of kissed on the bed in their underwear. But it wasn't yeah, it's like... all, it was very shy about that, wasn't it, actually? Yeah, maybe mm. still a bit much back then. Maybe it would have been a bit much, even for HBO. To have even for sex. HBO, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Che, we like, uh, we like Judy. We love Judy, the veterinary employee. Yeah, um, I think I'd have still written Che out, to be honest. I, I think <laughs> Che has perhaps reached the natural end of their plot line. But um, yeah, they're a bit they're a bit more likable now. They're like it was quite a shock seeing them in Carrie's closet. I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> they're in Carrie's closet. Um, yeah, but they're clearly sort of struggling a little a little bit to work. Can I have another moan about Aiden? I can't believe he hasn't got over this whole Carrie's apartment thing. Fucking baby, yeah, fucking hell, grow Just up, fuck, grow up. Fuck's sake, you're an adult man. And Carrie's like pandering to it as well. Oh God! Um, God, maybe... it struck me. Yeah. When what was I going to say? Were you going to say maybe Aiden should get on a peloton and die? <laughs> <laughs> that could be a really good joke. Like they walk past a peloton and Carrie's like, "No!" <laughs> Carrie's like, "No!" He's like, "I'm going to buy a peloton," and she's like, "No!" It's like it's become the modern day spinning wheel from Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> like... Oh, I made a note. Yeah, I made a note about Lily, which really I got the I got the biggest laugh of the episode from when Charlotte's like saying like, oh, I won't be here like at all. How do you feel about that? And Lily's like, I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> continues, just continues to be an arsehole. <laughs> I hate your food and your face offends me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the Power of Privilege by, by, by Lily, Lily Goldenblatt. Your Goldenblatt. Mm. <laughs> um, well, there we go. Yeah. There's nothing to say about LTW. It's fine. So no. we can we can all we can put this one to bed. Um, but um, I, I will say this: all of a sudden, 
while we all appreciate this and where's this all going, it feels like there's real jeopardy now. Like, what's going to happen? And I don't know how we're meant to think. Are we meant to want her to get together with Aiden? I'm not sure. So Daisy Jones at The Guardian wrote a really funny piece um, called, (laughs) titled... Every episode is like a horror movie, and just like that, it's agonizing. So why can't we switch off? And I feel the same. Like I want more. Mm. It's driving us insane. But when I finished this episode, I was like, I want to watch the next one. Well, you've got access. <laughs> so, so behind the curtain, Dylan has access mm. to the whole season. I do not. But Dylan is being a bastion of restraint and watching yeah. them week by week. Yeah, because it would kill. Because part of it, part of what I enjoy about this, about doing and just like that, is that we can sort of react in real time. Mm-hmm. So if I watched all of them, it would spoil it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan, you yeah. have a kind of control that I simply do not. Well done, <laughs> well done, you. Um, I keep forgetting we've got some reader messages. <gasps> ah, bing bong bing, reader which messages. Is always lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, so thoughts on Barbie? Ah, okay. From listeners. So this is from Elaine. Hi, Elaine. And Elaine Elaine says, Hi, love your podcast and thoughts on Barbie. I did bring my seven-year-old, because remember we were like mm, questioning yes. ages, like would younger kids enjoy it? On the way home in the car, I explained some words she didn't understand, like patriarchy. It was a lovely moment to be able to do that. She loved the fashion and colour and generally the trip to the cinema with her mum. I know it was in-your-face explanations, but it had to be for some people. There were a lot of teenage boys at the showing I went to, mm. which was excellent, but I think for young kids and teens... It needs to be super obvious. Juno, you said it's worrying if you need a film to explain patriarchy to you. Well, girl, it's worrying out there. (laughs) (laughs) I do agree. Less obvious explanations would be nice, but maybe we needed Barbie Feminism 101. Love the podcast, love the colour and the fun and the stories from Elaine. Thoughts on Barbie there? Oh, we have a listener from Virginia. Ah, okay. Because we couldn't work out where it was. Mm -hmm. Hi, listener, this is Ellery. Hello. Um, Ellery Celery, great Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Um, listener living in Virginia here. I'm listening to the app where you'll talk about Aiden moving to Virginia, and I could definitely see him living here, especially with the creepy barber jacket. Um, <gasps> Richmond, <laughs> Richmond is a mix between tattooed artists and old money families. Mm. Lots of furniture and carpentry businesses. Ah. He would have lived in front of one of the Civil War monuments that were removed during 2020. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ellery. This is the, the reach of our podcast. Delighted. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so keep them coming. We've got a few more, but I'll read them next week, maybe. Let's do a straw poll. Are you Team yeah. Aiden or Team Dead Big? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hashtag Aiden or hashtag Dead Big. Yeah. Um, cool, right, well... I know. I can't wait till next Thursday. Um, I will be I will be recording live from a holiday home in Devon. So oh, yeah, I will see you there. <laughs> um, until then, like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.